This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support <laughs> I of don't... our Patreon at Patreon. Oh, no, are you coughing? No, Uh-oh. <laughs> I just cleared my throat. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. no. You're... <laughs> it's making oh, me cough no. when you do that stuff. It's fine. Oh, no. Stop. I'm... <clears throat> <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. Oh, no. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who every Sunday of this lockdown. So who knows? Maybe every Sunday for the rest of our lives. Or just one more week. Uh, There is bonus. There is. Sure. There is bonus episodes of says who going up on Sunday. Sunday quarantine editions going up for our town watch supporters on patreon uh that is five dollars a month and up you get us on sunday as well as on wednesday that sounds great it sounds great i meant that i meant that inflection that sounds great (laughs) oh no it's fine it's fine okay do your do your ad Oh, right. Uh, books. Look, everybody okay. already, but everybody knows about oh, books. I thought that was the ad. Well, it was, but I'm saying, you know, like, I, mean, I, I think people know about books. Right? Well, that, it, it's amazing how little we retain during this time. All so right. People may have forgotten about books entirely. This is your moment. You're stuck inside. Get to know a book series. Just, there's never been a better time. Never. Literally never has there been a better time to get invested in a book. Can you think of any time that has been better to get invested in a book series? Gutenberg Printing Press? That was probably a good time to get invested in. Yeah, like when they first invented printing. That was probably a pretty sweet time to get into a book. I mean, it was, those were pretty expensive. You know, they weren't that. A lot cheaper than illuminated manuscripts, Morning yeah, Johnson. Like, not that much. They're still very expensive. You know, I I would say now is really You're the in best the pocket time. of Big Monk. Not a lot of series then, Dan. A lot of standalones. True. It's true. It's really only the Bible and that was it. But and hey, like, there's no space opera. There's no there's no novels at that point. Didn't exist yet. So, by definition, a bad time to get involved in a book series. True. I'm just saying. If we're going with series, you're right. You're right. I am. I'm just saying. Do you know any good book series, Maureen? Yes. Great. Just checking. Books.com slash says who for 500 free books. Get Truly Devious now and get 500 free boxes of Blue Apron. Books. You can also use books to shove underneath your monitor to get a better, better head, neck situation. If nothing else, once or, you finish them, or they still can be useful. Once you finish reading a book, you you shove it under your cloth mask as a filter. So that's a thick filter. Yep. You could go out a couple of times with that. Yep. Yep. Books. Hey! Hey! This is Dan again. Oh. 
Hey, hey! And I want to tell well, and I hey, hey. and I want to tell you about uh, the says who merch store at merch that is m e r c h dot says who podcast dot com. You can get all sorts of says who podcast things. You can get mugs. We have like three different kinds. You can get shirts. You can get a meet you at the haunted mansion fanny pack. And you can get these aren't bright guys and things just got out of hand face coverings so that you can cover your face. Merch, M-E-R-C-H dot says who podcast dot com. Hello. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order, please? Take it. I'm going to have a black and white oh. shake. Uh, a... It's not a- that's not even a thing we have. We're no. not supposed to be open. Grilled chicken sandwich. Even if we were supposed, we pizza, do have that. Pizza burger. And, um. That's not, that's not anything that we sell. Side of tater this tots. Is, so, uh. Not, we're hey. not even, we weren't even open until that executive order that opened us up. Mm-hmm. And now you're ordering things that we don't even have on the menu normally. We have like six things in here total. Like some meat patties and a Sprite. Hey, kid. Does that sound okay? We have like, what? What? I'm really glad you're open. It's good to see you, kid. I'm, it's not, it's not good for us to be open. Why's that? We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be practicing social distancing in order to to flatten the curve but your boss opened this mcdonald's so now i'm here working i mean i guess the good news is it's only this mcdonald's i mean that's not good news for me no no it's not but uh he wanted his uh he wanted a cheeseburger so he um he had Congress open you. So that's yeah. something. I mean, okay. I mean, it's not nothing, kid, is it? It's, I mean, it's, it's not helping. I mean, aren't you glad to be back at work instead of being in quarantine? I mean, it's got to be more, more fun for you. More. No, exciting. I don't. I I don't uh, I want to be safe. I feel like I'm not safe in this situation and yet here we are. Is it because everybody is coming so to this So could you place Mc- an order? This McDonald's now that whole big line of people I just saw go in the front door. Um those people are all coughing that just uh I just went in. So um they're on the way to a protest and they just wanted to fuel up before they Went out with their signs and to protest against social distancing. So they're uh, they're all kid. You you want to climb out the window here and just get in the back of my car and I can get you out of here. Only if you can do this contactless. I'll pop the trunk. Okay, drive through, please. Says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. <coughs> it's a coping strategy. 
I'm Maureen Jetson, and I'm oh, no. I'm just clearing oh. my throat. It's not good. Oh, it's not good. I am Dan Sinker, Maureen Johnson. Okay, you are. It, tell me that it's just dry air or something. Oh, what it is? It's it's allergies that are kicked up by the fact that we just had a tornado warning. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> perfect. It's just that that's what y'all what, needed. Yeah. No, no, Dan, let me tell you a little bit about the day. So uh, it's really perfect allergy weather because it's kind of wet and windy and you get that kind of polleny stuff in the air. So it's just me trying to clear yeah, my throat. It has bit. been windy here for, for yeah. two days and I feel like death. Um, so I went to Walgreens again today. I don't want to break. Yeah. Yep. Went to get my medication. Not that medication. A different one. So uh, I got my gear on, put a mask on my mask. Seriously, I had two masks on. I had the N95, but then I have to protect it. So I had a cloth one over that. And then I went out in the yeah. rain and I almost passed out in Walgreens because uh, when you have a mask on a mask and you're already pretty warm, you can barely breathe in that. <laughs> so you're like, <gasps> yeah. So it was a, um, it was you like get have, it wet too. That's going to help. Yeah, it's, yeah, I was trying to keep it dry, but it was like it was like I it was like I had a uh like a rainforest over my face, um, but not like a good rainforest, a little rainforest hat that made it harder to breathe instead of easy. It's not a rainforest. <laughs> it's because rainforests help you breathe. This is. It's not a rainforest. It's something else that's over your face that is, it's two masks. It's two masks. So, yeah. Um, but I got, I'm, I'm not trying to brag here. I got toilet paper when I was there. Yep. Whoa. You just walked into a Walgreens and walked out with toilet paper? They've got it there. They had it last time too. So. Wow. Uh, I think that, we aren't really going in any stores here. So if you go in, you can buy one. And so I bought one. Oscar was confused. He's like, well, don't we have some? And I was like, dude, if, if I see some, I am buying another pack because, oh, you know, just because we yeah. have six rolls left does not mean we don't buy more. <laughs> like, no, so that's, um, a, that's a, that's an outing saved right now. Oh, it's cause you can't you get that delivered yourself a week or two from now. Oh, I mean, yeah, like you, you, there's no delivery services that have it, but you can get a roll if you, you can get a pack if you go to Walgreens. And um, I forgot, I was telling the story about how I went last week to get my prescription and I went, I was suited up and I got all the way over there only to get nine pills, nine Plaquenil pr yeah. pills. So I take this medication. I need a lot more than nine pills, but I got a thing. It was like your refills in. I went over, it's all suited up. N95 mask, gloves, like, you know, whole hazmat suit kind of thing on. I go up to the barricade and they push it out and I look and there's this little nine pills rattling around in the jar. And I'm staring at the nine pills, Dan, with my gloved hand, looking over the, the domed edge of my N95, my ancient N95 mask that I've been wearing multiple times a day for a month. I'm looking at the jar and what comes on the, the speaker of the Walgreens is 
So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Clap, 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 clap. Your life's a joke you oh, broke. No. You love life the way. It's like you're always stuck in a second. Yeah, the Friends theme. Literally starts sure. playing as I'm staring at my nan pills. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Um, It was just so, it was a little on the a nose. A little on the nose. Dan, did you ever watch Friends? I did not. Yeah, I was going to say, you strike never, me as, as that one person. I've never watched Friends. You've probably never seen Friends. I've never seen a full episode of Friends in my entire life. It is certainly, it is it is one of those things that is, has been on on TVs that I've been adjacent to, but I've never, I've never sat down and watched an entire episode of Friends from start to finish. I think I've accidentally... In fact, I could probably only name two Friends. I think I've accidentally seen them all, but not really. It, I don't know how it, it's just one of those things that sort of happened to me. Um, yeah. Through friends. I had a roommate that really liked it. Um, so I ended up maybe following it for a season because she liked it. And then I was like, well, I guess I want to know what okay. happens or so. But I friends started before I moved to New York. Um, but some of the time I was in New York overlaps with friends. So as the kind of, Oh, this is what it's like living in New York. There's always that resentment of watching it from New York and being like, that is not at all what anything is like. That's not what friends are like. And that's not what New York is like. Um, but, uh, recently I went back for some reason, like, I think I had, this was like way, this was like eight months ago or something back when things were different. And I had like a little, sniffle or a cold one night and i was like i just need to take a break for an hour and it had just shown up on i guess netflix and out of curiosity i was like i think i'm gonna go back and watch the very first one just to see what it looked like just to see if there's any uh -huh. like weird new york stuff in there and they go to the emergency room in that first episode for some reason i have no idea what the plot was and i became very fixated that on the back there in the back of the emergency room there are these vending machines that sell one only sells milk and the other sells apples and oranges. <laughs> and I couldn't get it out of my head. And like, <laughs> just what you want. That's a, that is a set dresser that really loves their job. Well, I don't know. Just fucking fill it full of milk. There are scenes in which um, Monica works in a, she's a chef. She works in a restaurant and she and another friend are cooks in a restaurant and they, the set for their kitchen, you know, those like kind of nineties, uh, what would they have called them? Like a, like a baker's rack with like overly ornate wrought iron, like kind of green wrought iron and some wicker. Oh Yeah. Like something that yeah, you I might see as a, as a decoration in the front of the Olive Garden. So yeah, or like was was on the set of like cooking with Rachel Ray or something. Right, like it's it's more ornamental, and so yeah. it's what it's one of those. And then there's like lots of bottles. You know those again. This is directly, basically imagine the lobby. I guess what I'm saying is imagine the 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 lobby of an olive garden so there's lots of those decorative bottles of um peppers floating in suspension in liquid 
and like uh, just like lemons mm -hmm. and pieces of citrus that are in bottles that will never be used. So that's the and yeah. lots of boxes of pasta. That's the kitchen set. And she and her chef friend are wearing big chef hats, like Chef Boyardee kind of big chef hats. So <laughs> like, like they're like they're working the omelet bar at a high end hotel. Correct. They've got those on and they're and they're in front of these kind of pier. Pier. Uh, oh, God, what's it? Pier 21 pier. What was it pier? Is it pier 21? Pier 19. That store. Are you, you talking about Pier 1 Imports? It's one, pier isn't one it? Imports. Pier 1 Imports. Pier 1. I was trying to think yeah, what the number it's just was. just Pier 1. And it it's was the one. first pier. And I was just, I was 21, 19. I was going to get there eventually if I named all the numbers. And so this kind of Pier 1 rack with these like ornamental bottles of peppers and big chef hats. And that's the kitchen set. It's fascinating. I, uh, it's real weird. At about the same time that that, that that show would have been on i uh my roommate we were we were like 20 nothing uh very broke and uh she was often looking for a new job i think she worked in like catering or something at the time and so there were two jobs one she would get drunk and almost always start to head down the stairs and out the door to go apply for a job at the Dunkin' Donuts down the street from us because it was so poorly run. And I remember one time just begging, like grabbing her arm and begging her to turn around because she should not apply for that job. Uh, but the other job that she would, I think this was more of a me teasing her to apply was to apply for a job at a Pier 1 Imports. And I always said that in your cover letter, you should say that it would allow you to fulfill your lifelong love of wicker it's so true it's a lot of has, does that has that store shut down does it still exist? i have no idea but i think it is sort of like i think the modern equivalent of a of a pier one imports is cost plus world market they're essentially the same store right i i get yeah i because there was one in new york up until not that long ago and it's gone I don't know what's there. Pier One but... Imports, for, for those of you that don't remember, it I think it basically sold nothing but... Um, Papazon chairs? Wicker furniture. Yeah. And uh, and futons. That was like before you could buy a futon anywhere, you would buy one at Pier One Imports. Yeah. And that is where that we got... That was where I got my first futon. That's where we bought our Papazon chair. And... Um, what is a Papazon chair? So it's, it's like... Um, so it's got Oh, a, is it one of those round chairs yeah. with like a futon in it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a cup. So it's a little wicker base yeah. and then on it is just like this wicker bowl with a with a round cushion in it and you can just yeah. And it's it slides around so you can kind of tip it up or tip it down as you like. Um and I owned one of these. This was like the first piece of quote unquote furniture that I bought was a Ooh, there's a helicopter outside. Oh, good. It's good. That'll, that'll go well with the tornado. It's definitely got the dog's attention. It's really loud. Hold on. I'm going to look out the window because we haven't heard helicopters for a while. So that usually means that something's happening. Hold on. Anyway, you guys, it's fine. Um, So I had one of these Papa's on chairs, right? Like I was like, I'm an adult. I bought a chair 
And I mean, sure, it's a Papasan chair, but it's my chair, my goddamn chair. I bought it. I'm an adult. So I, at the time, was living with a girl who shall be, we're going to give her a fake name. We're going to call her Crescinda. And um, she was a goddamn nightmare. She, um, she was the worst, <laughs> Dan. The, um, this was a, after college, and I'd gone to college with her, and I needed someone to like take this other slot in this apartment that I was, uh, that I was renting. And I ended up, Crescendo's like, well, I need a roommate too. I'm like, well, why don't we live together? And the first night that I went to move in, a mutual friend shows up at our door. My my friends and I are my friends are helping me move in, and this other friend shows up and says, "I found her in my shrubs," and she presents to me a crying Crescinda, who has attempted to oh, get no. to her ex boyfriend. She was obsessed with her ex boyfriend, and she got really drunk and and sh- and collapsed in the shrubs in front of a mutual friend's house. And then just began to start screaming. And every day I lived with her was like that. And um, she oh, had a, no. she had a cat. Yeah, Crescinda once, we had one party one time. And Crescinda got so drunk that I was then summoned to the back bedroom where apparently she had thrown another girl against the wall and was a, a, about to choke her because she had, quote, been possessed with the spirit of Titania. This is what I was living with then. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. When she, when, when she got drunk, she was possessed by fairies. So I was like, well, that's, that's ungreat. Oh, no. So anyway, Dan, Crescinda had a cat and I love all cats. There's just no cats I don't like. But this cat, Dan, this cat was the cat embodiment of Crescinda. A very violent beast it was. Uh, only allowed Crescinda anywhere near it. Everyone else, uh, this cat would cut you absolutely cut you to shreds very mean cat and i got my papa's on chair and that cat was like thanks for the chair bitch and that cat got in that chair and never got out and i could never sit in it because that cat was like well this is my bed this is i mean i could understand why the cat would like it it's a good bed for a cat like it's a big dish it's just a big scoopy bed that they can lay in and just shed in and scratch and if you got near it then you would just get a claw to the face um, so I never got to sit in my, pu- and the, oh yeah, and it would pee in it. I just could never get near the Papa's on chair. It stank real bad. And, um, oh. so I never really, uh, got to use my Papa's on chair from pier one. Were we talking about something, Dan? Uh, we were talking about the TV show friends, which had, was a, Branch out from uh, a discussion of your trip to Walgreens. Mm. So no I just one traced told us all the way back. I left a little breadcrumbs. There you go. Love's joke, bro. You love the DOA. Worst song ever. Right? Oh, Maureen Johnson. Mm. I want to see a Friends reunion episode oh. that's just the Friends going through the pandemic. I, I, as you were beginning to say that you watched the first episode and they had to go to the ER, I had a flash in my head for a new show simply called Dark Friends. (laughs) Please tell me all about Dark Friends. Well, I mean, it just 
goes from there, but doesn't really uh, get better, right? Like, it's just dark. It's just not good. They're having to, I mean, it essentially is what we are living through now, right? Like, they're just barely existing. <laughs> they're certainly not sitting on a couch at a cafe. Same characters? That was the main thrust of that show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Let's go with the same characters. Yep. They they always, um they just had this coffee shop. Back when um coffee shops and oversized coffee mugs were like, ooh, it's so, it's, this mug, so big. So big. You know, it, you talking about that, the, what was the name of the chair? I never knew that chair Papazan. had a name. A Papazon chair. Yep. And the oversized coffee mugs, which I, I vividly remember a cafe in Chicago that had oversized coffee mugs. And I thought that was the greatest. It was like drinking coffee out of a soup bowl. There was a lot that was ridiculously oversized in the 90s. Yep. It's weird now when I think about it. Like, what was that about? Also, even clothing was fairly fair. Well, not even fairly. Like, think of all the raver clothes. You were like, big. we were all walking around in pants that were like four times the size of our bodies. Real big pants. Dan, we're doing what we did last week. Yeah, but we're 20 years ahead. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> Are we? Is there news? Are we talking news, Dan? Are we? Do, do said has does well, do, Maureen. Do says Whovians want news, or do they just want to hear about shit we remember? You know what is interesting to me, Maureen Johnson. Mm. Prior to this whole thing, I'm waving my hands in the air as mm -hmm. I say that. Mm -hmm. Just weeks before this whole thing. The impeachment was happening and I was paying attention to the news for 10 to 12 hours a day most days. <laughs> and I now I, every now and then, other than sort of looking at infection numbers tick up, the amount of news that I am consuming is remarkably small mm. and i think that a lot of it just has to do with the fact that like i have racked my focus so so tiny now right like the uh, the entire world is my house mm. and uh what is happening beyond this house is is it feels very abstract and it is like in the Three and a half years that we have now done this podcast, I think I am I have never had a time where I am watching the news and paying attention to the news less than I am right now. It's weird. Well, that's nice. That's, a, that's I, it's not nice. It's nice. I don't know that it's nice. There's no part of it that I think is nice, but it is. I've been very conscious of it in the last week or so where it's like I used to wake up every morning. I don't follow the president of the United States on Twitter because mm. that feels too this is much. no point. No, but point I used no. to wake up and and one of the first things that I would do is I would I would search to locate his account twice a day. 
And just to kind of see, like, I'd check it in the morning and I'd usually check it kind of partway through the day Mm -hmm. just to see, like, what the fuck is happening with this motherfucker today. And I do not do that ever. Like, I, there is no one in all of this that feels less relevant to me than the president of the United States, which is fucking weird. That's a fair statement, Dan. Especially because I was tracking his every word two months ago Mm. when the impeachment was still happening. Right. You know, I guess it was more than two months now. But, uh, right? Yeah, Uh, just just a little over two months ago. Yeah. Um, Like, that's hard to fathom. That this person who has been so central for all of this time has and yet is has not gone away. Right. Like is on fucking TV every goddamn night now running his own little fucking weird gaslight show. Yeah. Um, It's true. And yet I'm not like nobody is listening to this man anymore. No, not really. I mean, so I've mentioned before the mysterious Trump-loving relative, and I've had to speak to a mysterious Trump-loving relative, and I've had to express the fact that um, I was having a little bit of trouble because Trump stole my drugs, which is not a big trouble problem in the grand scheme of things for the world. It's just for me personally, it makes it very hard to get things done if you're on top of it's everything It's not else. a good situation for you. Well, it it means that I'm trying to do 20 different things to secure the house door in the middle of a pandemic where we live in the center of the pandemic on with like 40% of the energy and kind of weird roving flares uh, that it turns out that that medication was really good at holding down. And I, I am on a half dose now. Yeah. So the... Trump loving relative has kind of is is admitting has admitted to me today that Trump is not I'm not saying he's perfect. I was like fair. Wow. Fair. I don't think Trump loving relative tr- likes Trump. I don't think Trump loving relative wanted Trump. Trump loving relative just is one of those obsessed with Hillary Clinton types that the other day said, even in the middle of what was going on the other day said, at least it's not Hillary. And I was like, Oh boy, you know what I mean? And maybe we can get to that part of the, uh, the news, Dan, because the real true believers are out and they have a message, Dan. And that message is, I need a haircut. Yeah, this week we have begun to see, I I guess, pro-coronavirus protests. I don't know even what to call them. Very hard to classify. Because it seems, yeah. But your, your usual suspects of a combination of, like, gun nuts and racists and women with frosted tip haircuts mm-hmm. uh, out on the streets 
mm-hmm. in many different states at this point. Yeah. Uh, some protests in tiny, like in tiny numbers, like in counted in the dozens. Other the others have been larger. Um and the very first one in Michigan and there was one yesterday in Pennsylvania that was that was fairly sizable. Um but yeah, they are out. They are demanding that they get to go back to the Bass Pro Shop and to Baskin Robbins and to get haircuts. You know, Dan, I don't know if Seems you ever great. if you ever watched Arrested Development, but there's a character named Job who is a his career is that he's a magician and he is a stage magician and he's part of the Magicians Alliance. There's a very famous photo from the show of the Magicians Alliance like posing on the steps of City Hall and it's like stage magicians, a clown, somebody dresses as a wizard, like all of these people all <laughs> cluster together and, and Job is holding up a sign that says we demand to be taken seriously. And that's what these, I've never seen anything quite so literally like that photo um, as yeah. these people holding up signs. Okay, here's a couple weird things about, first of all, some of these protesters are wearing boiler suits and N95 masks while they're protesting while holding Mm -hmm. signs that say COVID is a lie. I don't know. I I don't, there's so much going on there. I will never know where to begin with that. That's unfathomable. Let's just move on. (laughs) They're, they're protesting some of them in their cars. Like they were just like, we're just going to all drive around real slow. Uh, Unclear. Holding up signs that uh, just about f- generally freedom, America. But there are, yeah. and then some of them are actually out on the steps of City Hall. And some of them do have signs that say things like, I need a haircut. And yeah, that seems to be a big concern for a lot of them is that they need a haircut. Um, yeah. Now, do I understand people's it, anxiety about going back? To, of course, we all have that anxiety about things functioning and going back to work. That is understood by everybody. There's literally no one who doesn't get it. Yeah. Literally no one. But, I mean, there's no but, Dan. There's a pandemic going on. Fuck off. I mean, right. all you're going to do. Nobody is fucking sitting around being like, this is awesome. We let's just keep doing this. What we're doing right now, let's. This is the best. I've been dreaming of this moment forever. And I've always wanted to lice all my groceries, and now I can. I've always wanted to stay inside for. Hey, no, no. Hey, sorry. Someone is trying to eat a carpet pad. It's not me, Dan. It's the dog. Now you quit that. Good. I, I would thought, hope you could hold off on that till we're done recording. I thought you were sleeping, girl. You look like you were ready for a nap. Someone's not napping, Dan. That's how she gets you. And there's the no rope dope maneuver there. Daddy's on a Zoom call for work because daddy daddy's in full on work meetings all day like he's at his job. And so yours truly is with this little goofball while she's also working. Anyway, Dan. The thing about these protests, Maureen, is that you would you would think that this is a self-solving problem. Right. What with people going out in mass during a pandemic of a virus with which there is no 
immunity or vaccine. Um, but the problem is that the people that are going to pay the price for their fucking insistence that they get a haircut are the frontline workers who are going to be swamped with sick morons in like two weeks. Yes. Yes. But it's Uh, working. Yeah, it is. The president of the United States is, is getting on Twitter and essentially calling for sedition, which seems great. That seems like a great and normal and wonderful thing for the president of the United States to be doing. And while uh, your state is a member now of a uh, of an alliance of states in the Northeast, and there is an alliance of states in the West, and there is an alliance of, of states here in the Midwest, uh, all of whom have said they will coordinate what they're calling reopening uh, among themselves, uh, the Southern states are largely gearing up to get back to it. With Georgia leading the charge, they are opening for business on Friday. And Maureen, this is the list of businesses that Georgia is going to reopen. Mm-hmm. So first, not the, no bars or nightclubs or uh, operators of amusement park rides and no live performance venues. So those are out. This is what's in. Gyms and fitness centers. Mm-hmm. Bowling alleys. Sure. Body art studios, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. barbers, cosmetologists, and hair designers, mm-hmm. nail care artists, yep. Yep. aestheticians, and their respective schools, mm-hmm. and massage therapists. So, every, I mean, I guess one of the things, there's a real obvious thing to say about those things, which I'm not going to say. I'm going to say the second most obvious thing, which is that. Those things are, it, there should be a list that's called 100% guaranteed ways of, of getting uh, coronavirus. And that would be, yeah. say, say um, getting your nails done while you're sitting. Hey, 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 hey. No. 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 We're not doing that right now, Dex. Someone, someone wants to play. Yeah. Someone has decided she's awake. Yeah. Um, 100% guaranteed ways of, you know, for example, a facial, because estheticians do facials yeah. generally. And that's, uh, that's going to be a right. bad, that's going to be a real bad thing. What you need yeah. right now is Botox and a, and a manicure. So you will look, yeah. You're going to look good on that ventilator. <laughs> Damn, I, it's not it great, is, is it? No, like literally the list is all jobs that involve touching people. Yeah. Like why not I don't I mean nothing should be reopening, especially in Georgia where cases are still increasing. Yeah, Georgia never like, really closed. Georgia is not over any hump. Right. Like Georgia is not over a hump when it comes to fucking coronavirus cases by any measure. There are 20,000 cases there. Atlanta is an enormous city and it is it is there is no sign that things are waning. And yet they are saying, hey, come get a facial and a tattoo. 
And some people really do take the lead of the government advice. And so if they hear that the government is like, it's safe, like we're opening these places, some people just assume it's safe to go. Not unreasonably. Sure. So. No. No. So they will be like, okay, I'm going to go to the nail salon. I'm going to go get my. I'm go to the nail salon. Then I'm going to put on someone else's shoes and go bowling. Mm-hmm. Going to stick my fingers into a urethane ball. Oof. I didn't even that think that. someone else has stuck their fingers in and go bowling. Bowling. That's so confusing. Bowling. Like. Bowling. Like a sport that entirely involves borrowing clothing <laughs> and sticking your hands in balls. And not even like an outdoor sport. Like, uh. No. <laughs> yeah. And then being, yeah, being in a poorly ventilated space. Yeah. Like, for example, swimming. Genuinely unclear to me whether or not, like, a heavily chlorinated pool would kill. You know, right. you know, I'm I'm not getting in them, but like, you know, I'm just saying, like, that's something where I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know if the chlorine kills it or or what. Um, I I don't know if the concentration is high enough or whatever. But like, of all the things, like maybe like right baseball, you would think, you know, like something that where you're in a field and you're far apart, or golf. Yeah, I don't it's know. like. When they were coming up with this list, did they just have, like, is there one guy in Georgia who's like, damn it, I really hoped we could have got kissing booths back on here. Like, <laughs> it's like the one thing that's not on this fucking list at this point. I'm going to go lick my like, neighbor. what the fuck? Yeah. yeah people I, I know. I guess they don't have dentists. Dentists aren't on this list. People I know in Georgia so have definitely good. been reporting that the state definitely is not taking it seriously. They haven't really been doing anything differently. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it is wild. It is insane to me to think that somebody's going to go get their fucking cuticles cleaned out on Friday in Georgia. Oh. <sighs> Hey, Georgia, if you're listening, don't, don't do this. Yeah. Don't. No. 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 Like, and we're all going to be watching those numbers with terror in two weeks. Yeah. I mean, are people, are people forgetting that this isn't a one wave thing? That it's a virus? This is not that that we are so lucky that the numbers are the numbers are horrible. And so luck isn't even the right way to put it, but the numbers could be much higher and they are only being held down to 40,000 at this point. Because of the social distancing efforts that are working in many places. Yeah. Yeah, people, people. Like, this is exactly what people were warned about was like, if we do this all right, people will say, why did we have to do it? Yes. 
That's how this and works. And we haven't even done it all right. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's not like the virus is like, oh, you got me. I'm going to stop trying. It's a virus. It's a fucking virus. It just keeps going. It does one thing. It does one thing. Yeah. So, yes, in these places where things are going to be relaxed, you're suddenly going to see a boom. And it's it's horrible. It's horrific. Nobody yeah. wants this. Like, nobody is like, this is, nobody likes this. Nobody's, I mean, I don't want to say nobody. There might be one or two people who are like, I could roll with this. You know, and not all aspects of being inside are, are you know, like, trying to make the best of it. Um, but nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. You're not. Nobody. You're wants not. This. You're not unique. People that are. You're not. You're not unique in not wanting it. But I mean, the the lieutenant governor of Texas did say something truly unusual today that you don't hear very often. Which I believe the quote was: "Some things are more important than living." <sighs> Wrap your brain around that one for a little bit, Dan. The Republican Party is a death cult at this point, Maureen. Yeah. It's the only thing that explains it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's definitely, I think it has gone full cult at this point, aspects of it. And there are people that would have identified as Republicans who I think are still trying to grapple with how that works for them. Like how, you know. Yeah. They're like, well, I didn't think I was in a, you know, and I, I just wanted fiscal conservatism. And now suddenly, you know, I, I, there's things like there, you know, the president is calling for insurrections and there's. People saying there's things more important than living. And oh, and apparently yesterday there was a, a declaration to end literally all immigration or. I don't know. Yeah. All immigration. In theory, all immigration is being stopped into the mm. United States of America. A country that is largely built by immigrants. Yeah. It's not good. Dan, do you want to go back and talking about and that's, one? That's where I feel bad about not thinking about this motherfucker because that's what he's hoping. You know, that's where fucking suddenly Stephen Miller like pats his little greasy head and is like, all right, let's ban immigration. No one's paying attention to us anymore. Let's just do it. I think it's important to say always that Fuck all Nazis, you know? I feel like we, we just need to keep repeating the basics. Yeah. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> I guess the most ominous part of that song is the incredibly organized hand clapping. There's some people chained in a basement that were trained to do that. Definitely the, the whole thing about that show was that they were friends. So, you know, no matter what, they would be like, I love you, sweetie. 
You could literally tell me anything about Friends and I would believe you. So I have no idea if you're joke if you're setting up a joke about that show and they didn't like each other. I got uh, No, they liked I'm, each other. I'm lost to it. Quite famously, they there's li- a large swath of 1990s pop culture that is entirely lost on me. There's a whole Friends is really the like tip of that spear. There's a whole subplot in which one of the characters gives birth to her brother's baby. Really? And this is where we're going to play a game. Gonna, this is a new game called True. Is am I lying or am I not lying about actual things from Friends? Okay. Question one. I will fail this game. Completely. There is a subplot right. in which a character gives birth to her brother's baby. Can I ask? Nope. Follow-up questions, nope. or do I have to just take it at face value? You, because I do feel like the idea, like the idea of like um, surrogates and things, was big in the '90s. So I'm going to go with true. It is true. Really, she was the surrogate for her brothers? Yes. Wow. Yep. Question two. All there, right, I'm at, I'm at a hundred. There's an entire subplot in which one of the characters is suspected of multiple murders. That seems like a classic 90s sitcom setup. So yes, true. False. No, I just made that one up. Oh. One of the characters owns a monkey. Definitely true. True. Ross owns a monkey. Wow. That was one of the two characters' names that I knew. Yep. Ross and Rachel, one, I know those One two. of the characters, one of the characters dates Tom Selleck. That seems true. Like, because uh, that was also, I would go with My, that. I See, I, I do have knowledge of the 1990s. And so there was a lot of like bringing back mm-hmm. famous actors of the 80s and 70s. So I feel like Tom Selleck totally would have been a revival character. Yep, it, it, and it's because uh, Monica dates, his name is Richard, and he is her father's best friend. So it's weird gross. because he's a lot older than she is. That's yeah. gross. There's a lot of kind of creepy stuff in it, yeah. Uh, I think I forget everything else about it. Yeah, but you could just be making shit up. I would literally have no idea. They drank coffee, and there were like um, six of them. That's all I know about the show. There's an entire subplot in which one of the characters is presumed dead for four episodes because the actual performer was in rehab. I believe that. 100% true. False. Oh. False. Matthew Perry was in rehab, but they did not pseudo kill off Chandler that would have happened in dark friends though that would have happened in dark friends for sure in dark friends um Phoebe would have given birth to her brother's child but it there would be no surrogacy involved it would just be straight up <laughs> oh, boy. the character oh, would be no. would be Joey did commit the murders 
We're murderers. Oh, you know, the real game should be friends or dark friends. (laughs) In dark friends, in dark friends, Phoebe drives around in an ambulance for funsies, which she has retrofitted to play ice cream truck sounds. (laughs) I want to watch dark friends now. Dark friends is a good show. Yeah. Okay, dark friends are real friends. There is a there is a one episode subplot about how one of the characters goes to a tailor who is also a molester. <laughs> Wait, is that on the real dark show? friends are real friends? That's... Dark friends are real friends. Oh, oh no, that's gonna be dark real friends, friends are real friends, Dan. It? It's real friends. Oh no, it's real friends. Do you remember in the ni- 1980s sitcoms for oriented toward kids where they would try to put messages, like give you important life messages? Because we were all just raised A by the TV. A very special episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the episode of Different Strokes where Willis and uh, Arnold end up in some dude's apartment with a child molester. Yeah, and he's wa- he's wine. having them watch Fritz mm-hmm. the cat and drink wine. Yep. That yep. episode fucked I me do. up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to do an entire I need to do more research and we'll have an entire episode it's, that's just dark friends or real friends, like uh, this, a bonus episode of me trying to remember various plots. This is a perfect Town Watch episode. And Says Whovians, Says Who is made possible for, by whatever. The words are not working now, but you make this happen through Patreon. Good, at patreon.com slash says who and every Sunday of lockdown. And we're talking real states lockdowns. Uh... You get a special episode from us if you are a Town Watch supporter or above. That is $5 a month or above. Uh, this coming Sunday, we answer the question that perhaps all of you have been wondering, which is, Says Who Podcast has always had as its end date the end of the Trump presidency in whatever form that takes. And at that point, we are dropping everything and going to Disney World. And what happens if it's soon because Disney World is closed? We discuss that in this Sunday's very special episode of the Town Watch Says Who. Patreon.com slash Says Who. An additional reminder, you can buy Says Who merchandise at merch, that is M-E-R-C-H, dot Says Who podcast dot com, including uh, these aren't bright guys and things got out of hand, face covering, or three-quarter sleeve t-shirt, or mug, whatever you want. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard and continues to be a source of joy and support and light for many, many of you. Thank you all for being a part of that community and for looking out for each other and for helping everyone through this weird fucking time that we're all in.
Uh, that is Facebook slash groups slash says Whovians. Please spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts. A number of you did this week, and thank you so much for that. Because uh, a lot of people are having trouble fitting podcasts into their commuteless and gymless lives. And uh, showing a little bit of support by writing a review is a huge and great thing to do, not only for us, but to other podcasts that you love and listen to, but maybe have not been able to frequent as much. Leave a review for them. You can join us next Wednesday, April 29th. That is a day before my 14-year-old becomes 15 for our next episode. Oh. I know. He's not going to be the 14-year-old anymore. Might just have to start calling him the teen. The teen for sure watches Dark Friends. <laughs> he would watch the hell out of Dark Friends. Well, their names. I may Ross. have to some of the bigger. It's just Ross and Rachel. Yeah, and okay. a pentagram on the Hold ground, on. conjuring okay, the rest of their friends. Then. Huh? There are six friends. Oh God! Name oh, God. Them. There's no way. Ross, come on, Rachel. You mentioned right. a Monica and a Phoebe. Yep. Correct. That's four. There are the two only, more. Two of those are and I said purely other... from context clues from you. I said the other two names. You did not. I did. All right, Ross, Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, Charles, mm -hmm. and nope, Linda. It's nope. It's it sounds a little bit like Charles. Barles. Nope. Drarles. You had the C H right. You had the C H right. Shit. Chad. Nope. Chapman. Nope. Chode. Nope. Chuckles. Nope. Charo. It was Charo. Nope. Chinklockanock. Chandler. Oh. Okay. And Chandler Bing is his name. Chandler Bing. What? And one no. more. Yes, his, his name is Chandler Bing. <laughs> Veronica. Nope, is a is a man. Oh, what? But last, uh, the last uh, the last one is a guy. Okay, B Brad. Nope, Bruce. And that was the way you said Brad had three A's in it. Brad. <laughs> I was, I was thinking if that was even an I could. There is, I would never in a million years get this name. Joey. <laughs> he's the only someone named Joey on that show. Yeah, he's the only one that got a spinoff, and the spinoff was called Joey. <laughs> Didn't last. Like I said, there's a large swath of '90s pop culture that I have no clue. That was exciting. Everyone was excited to stay <laughs> stayed on for that one. Played by played by Matt LeBlanc. No, he played that other one. No, Chandler. He was, he was Joey. No, that was T Matthew Perry. Those are the same people. It's not. Okay. Very different. Anyway, from my I think basement. arguably, arguably Matt LeBlanc is the is is the best performance out of all of them. I can't even picture these people. Joe, Joey was the one that said, "How you doing?" That was 
that was Saturday Night Fever. Nope, that was Joey from Friends. <laughs> okay. It was the only catchphrase from the show. Really? How you doing? Yeah. That's he a was catchphrase to... from Friends. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I literally have no special... idea if you're fucking with me right now. Like, I literally he have no special... clue. <laughs> Listeners, you no, might think special... like, oh, this is a bit. I'd have no idea. No. I have none. He had special Zero th- idea. He had special big Thanksgiving pants that he would wear. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He had special just Thanksgiving pants. Shit up now. That's true because he liked to eat, and he would get so excited by Thanksgiving <laughs> that he had a special big Thanksgiving pants. And he was the one who had the tailor who was a molester. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the fuck! This was a real show. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Ah. Oh. We were on a break is the other big phrase from friends. Boy, that one stuck. Like everybody knows what that is. What are you talking about? Because no. <laughs> Ross and Rachel were dating. That is not and a they thing. broke up. It is. And they broke up and then Ross like slept with someone else. And Rachel was like, It's been like I- I'm sorry about last night. And then she opens the door and there's a someone else there and he goes, we were on a break. And like, there's a whole, it goes on for like forever. The, uh, they fall out from this. And he's always like, we were on a break. And so that's like a whole thing is we were on a break. I feel like that's dark friends okay. again. No, that's like, that's 90% of real friends is we were on a break and references there too. Cause it like, it messes up everything forever. They are the perpetual will they or won't they? Okay. I'm just saying. I, all and then right. they have a baby together. And I don't think they what? end up together. I can't even remember. Russ and Rachel have a baby together. How many babies were born on this 1990s sitcom? What is going on? Phoebe had her brother's children. I think they were twins. Sure. Rachel had baby with Ross. And then Ross already had a child with his <sighs> wife. What? His ex-wife, who was a lesbian. What are you talking about? You are making 90% shit up. No. You are 100% of, making this up at no. this point. Dan, this is all real. 90% of Ross's character is him being angry at lesbians. It's not great. What? What? It's, for, it's real. This was the stuff comedy was made of, Dan. These were the only jokes we had. We would be in our papas on chairs, hanging upside down, stuck in dishes, watching Joey say, how you doing? Wearing his big pants. This part I know you're just making up. You need to Google how you doing. As soon as we're done recording, I will do that. So let's wrap it up. Here we go. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. I a little bit forgot that we were still recording an episode. I know. I could tell. I know a lot about friends. Turns out. Turns out. I I, I don't know how I... I seem to have learned all this by accident. But I know a lot about friends. You do. 
You do. You're gonna have to sit with that now. You're gonna have to live with that because we need to finish recording. I don't want to know this. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your child life's joke, you broke. Your love life's DOA. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, or month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. Oh, such a terrible song. So bad. You can say your name now. Uh, From my spot. On the sofa at Central Perk with a giant cup of coffee. I'm waiting. I'm Chandler Bing. And this has been Says Who. I know. A remarkable amount of information. I really do, and I don't know how it happened because wow. I did not like it. And yet, <laughs> you retained a lot. And yet, here I am. You retained a lot. <laughs>